This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now, here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And good morning, everybody. John Clayton here on the John Clayton Show here till uh, 11 o'clock. Three hours taking your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Of course, uh, football season is now really upon us. We're on the eve of the, uh, not the start of the season, because the start of the season was technically on Thursday when Tampa Bay ended up having a wild game against Dallas and winning uh, 31-29. to So, of course, that was just wild in the sense. And, of course, we got tomorrow Seattle taking on the uh, Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. But, again, we'll take your phone calls, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's get to some headlines. Well, the uh, Mariners get a 5-4 win, and boy, things are looking pretty good for them right now. They're a game out of the wild card because most of the teams that they're competing against ended up losing yesterday. And so that that's encouraging. Uh, again, another 1-1 run game that they're able to pull out a victory. That's encouraging. And so it's like, uh, you know, they, they continue to get some timely hitting you're also getting pitching at the right time so that was that's good so they'll continue the series tonight at 6:10 home game against the Arizona Diamondbacks as they continue to try to go in the National Football League Lolo Collins right tackle from the Dallas Cowboys he gets a five game suspension for substance and so uh, that's that's not good for the Cowboys particularly after losing their opener to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, you know on the other front, the Seahawks came out of the uh, first week of the uh, preseason and uh, first week of the uh, regular season not have a single injury to worry about. Meanwhile, the Colts, I mean, they don't have Xavier Rhodes at cornerback. They don't have Eric Fisher at left tackle. They think they have Quentin Nelson at guard. He's got a back injury. He's questionable, but he should be able to play. But uh, they're pretty banged up going in this one. You know, T.Y. Hilton, I mean, he's on the injured reserve list, so they're really questionable right now as far as the number of players that they have on the team big long injury list in the national football league as far as how that goes so uh you know not too bad this week because again it's the first week of the season and of course uh, because of that i mean you have with so many players not playing this preseason you don't have as bad of an injury list going in to the first week but it's still you have plenty of injuries and that is our headlines 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey, JB. Hey, Mr. Clayton. How are we doing this fine Saturday morning? Good. How are you? You know, even though it's 20 years ago, still thoughts and prayers to the people that got lost at 9 Yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. But, Mr. Clayton, you know, the NFL, it's injuries are just a part of the game. Mm-hmm. It, it, the thing it is is, do you have the depth to replace those injuries? Right. That's where the situation comes in. Now, go back to Thursday. You're talking about Lyle Collins. Lyle Collins and and and, and a big fellow on the left side. They held their, they held their own against Tampa Bay's pass rush. Mm-hmm. They did real good. Very. They're gonna miss Lyle Collins on their right side. Right. You know. Unless now Zach Martin has to come back because his replacement didn't look too good. That's his big B of A. Big Villavea is just a tough guy to hold already. Mm-hmm. And you put a replacement there, it's not good. But I thought I thought that, that Prescott showed off to show himself to be a, a darn good quarterback. Right, agreed. Yeah. 
I mean, you look at what he was doing out there. And when Mike McCarthy came out, spread the ball out, and, I mean, Jackson got to throw, what, 58 passes? Mm-hmm. 58 passes. I mean. And what, uh, yeah. Brady, Brady threw 54. Yeah. Yeah. They they pretty much made Tampa Bay go to their, their style of play. Uh-huh. To keep up with them. I mean, it, now Dallas needs some pass rush. DeMarcus Morris can't do it on his own, but I was pretty impressed with Dallas's offense. Mm-hmm. The way they move the ball. Although the qu- the question like is, Tampa. why did they pass the ball so much when they have Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield? Well, it, it, you, you, you got to take what the defense gives you. You know, you know, yeah. Tampa Bay was coming there to stop that run, Mister Clayton. And you, you think about it, Big Zach Martin not being out there, the ball could help you out with your running game. And here comes. And, and the Tampa Bay defense is pretty good against the run. Hey, you pick your poison. You, you, you say, hey, if I can get out there, if any weakness that they have, I'm going to attack their secondary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll put my strength of my wide receivers against their strength of their secondary. And let's see, because they probably figured, hey, it's really used to hit a brick wall if Jack can go through it. I mean, they, 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 needed, they got some runs in, not as many, but. They put it in that Prescott's hands. And it wasn't his fault they lost, but it, that's the way you do it. You play your cards. You know, sometimes when they go against a team that's very strong against the run, why do you continue trying to go on against the run on them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. It's right? like. Uh... I, I mean, I'm going to go in something I think that, they, that I think might have some vulnerability. They, they might have vulnerability in the secondary. I'm going to try to exploit it. Maybe coming to third, fourth quarter, if I have a lead on them, I'm going to try to, then I'll try to run the ball. But Dallas is probably looking at it from this aspect. Our oh, defense is not that good. We might have to throw points upon these boys to just stay in the game with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might have looked at it. So they went the game bestest on them and came out throwing the ball. It was a pretty good plan. I've seen Mike McCarthy do it before, and he he he, he just said, "Hey, this is what my best attribute right now is my passing game." Right. Yeah, and and not having Zach Martin there didn't help either. So that possibly played into went into his mind as far as running the ball was concerned too. That probably played on his mind too. But I think I think you know Dallas. Dallas could be a pretty decent team where losing Lyle Collins for five games is not a good deal. No, that that that's going to hurt. I mean, now they have to think that's about taking good. Zach Martin, moving him to right tackle. Yeah, that's not that's not good. No, that's not good. No, but you know, think about it. Right now in their schedule, I don't think they play a, t- a playoff team for what a good six seven weeks. Uh, maybe I, I I have to look at it because again I have to see if they play Washington. But I think they met Chris uh, Collinsworth mentioned this on the broadcast. They don't play a playoff team till week eleven. There you go. There you go. If you don't, if you can home serve and get that type of production out of your offense and just hope your defense can get some stops, it's a possibility. They. Dak Prescott, once again, I got to say, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but boy, Dak Prescott was very impressive to me. Mm-hmm. But here's he here's a, here's the thing that's so strange, and again, it goes even to a little bit of the let Russ cook idea, you know, because you know they talk about uh, okay, so he went out and he threw uh, uh, 
over 50 passes. Well, in the last, let's say, five games, he's averaged 52, 52 passes. He's one in four in those games. Is it working? You know, it, you know, is that philosophy working? No, no, because the record the record doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the defensive side, this is where their Achilles heel and problem is starting to is showing itself: mm-hmm. the lack of pass rush, the, the the inexperience in their secondary, and that shows that you can get at Dallas in defense. Right. So I mean. It, Think about it, Mr. Clay. You're you're you you were the coach of the Cowboys. Would you run the ball and try to play defense, or would you try to outscore that team with what you got? Mm-hmm. You're, you're stuck. You're stuck in a quandary until that defense can come to some kind of cohesiveness to give you some some legitimate stops and give you opportunities. You're pretty much stuck with what you got. Right. I, I, I think I think you're stuck. They're stuck with trying to outscore people. I think that's where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Will he win games? It will win some games. Like you say, one and four is not working. But that's their, their philosophy for this year. Yeah. I mean, they went against the team that won the Super Bowl last year. And going close is not a winnable thing. But in their minds, they hung tough. Mm-hmm. They did. They did. They did. Yeah, they hung tough with a team that people think they can go 17 and 0, which I don't think they will, but that's a lot of people think like no, that. No, that's, 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 nobody's going to go 17 and 0. No, no, not in the playoffs. Well, let's talk about a couple of games coming up. What about that Cleveland Kansas City game? Oh, it's going to, I think it's going to be pretty good. I mean, because, you know, Cleveland's got a good defense, they got a good team. You know, Kansas City, I think, is the best team. Uh, one of the top two teams in football. I mean, you look at it, you know, it's not similar to the Dallas game, but I think you can look at it as being a real good one, and we'll see where Baker Mayfield is going to be. Naturally, they, they've got to run. I mean, if they, if they, if Cleveland tries to go out and try to pass the ball like Dallas, then they're not going to be close. But I think Kansas City, uh, you know, goes in, and there's so much confidence on that team. What were you- Kansas City has practically got a new offensive line coming into that yeah. game, also, right? Yeah, they uh, did. You know, <clears throat> you, you know, you know what you're going to get out of a uh, Miles Gary. Mm-hmm. The, the question is, can you get something out of Jadavion Clowney on right. that opposite side of Miles Gary? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the question for for, for, for Cleveland. Now, <clears throat> Cleveland has also got a pretty pretty decent offense. Now, Baker Mayfield. I don't see him matching up with this guy head to head as far as point for point with Patrick Mahomes. Right. But the question is, I, I will, I will, I want, I'm really interested in seeing how Cleveland's defense holds up against Cleveland. Uh, not Cleveland's offense goes against Kansas City's defense. Mm-hmm. Do you think Spagnola has there's because Frank Clark might not even play? He, I know he was kind of questionable to play, right? Yeah, he's questionable, but right now it looks like they're leaning. I mean, Andy Reid said yesterday he should be able to play. Oh, okay. So he should be a go. Yeah. As far as that's concerned. Oh, okay. So, I mean, <clears throat> they need some pass rush to get this so offset. And I like Cleveland's. The reason I, 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 I like Kansas City in the game, but Cleveland's running game with Nick Chubb and, 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 and the former Kansas City uh, running back. They're pretty formidable. Mm-hmm. Now, 
if they get a running game going against against Kansas City, it could be a good fight. It could be a decent fight. But that's a, that that's going to be one that I like. I'm going to. What about the the battle of New England and Miami, Mister Clayton? What do you think about that one? Uh. I think it's a real good test because, again, I don't know how good New England's going to be. Naturally, they're going to be better than last year. Miami won 10 games, and, uh, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see how they go with a rookie quarterback because Mac Jones is going to be the starting quarterback now that they let Cam Newton go. And, by the way, how about Cam Newton coming back and saying, I didn't lose a starting I, I didn't lose the job in New England. It's like, uh, well, you did. You got cut. And so it's like, yeah. And then he comes back and has a statement yesterday that it's like, yeah, well, my aura is the reason I got cut. Your aura is the reason you got cut because it would have been more of a distraction if you were going to be there as the backup quarterback. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> Only Cam Newton can come up with something like I that. I know. It's crazy. Hey, hey, the Steelers and the Bills is going to be another good game. Agreed. I know, I know T.J. got his contract. Mm-hmm. Pretty hefty loan to the bank. Twenty-eight point three million, yeah. Okay, Pittsburgh is coming in with a with a revamp offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you see this one shaping up? I I just think that uh, you know Buffalo's got a good pass rush. That's going to be a problem for Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, particularly with five new starters on the offensive line and two rookies in that group. Uh, you know, I think that uh, Pittsburgh can compete against them, but I don't know if they can win. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and that's the thing. The, the opposite, losing Bud Dupree, opposite of T.J. Watt, I mm-hmm. like the guy that they replaced him with. He's pretty decent, but he's not no Bud Dupree. No. That's going to be interesting to see if they can get get Buffalo out of their out of their game. Mm-hmm. You know, is it? I, I think I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo will be the. Be the I think Buffalo team. right now is the second best team in the AFC. I agree. Right behind Kansas City. I agree. I agree. I, I like the way their quarterback has developed. I like what they got on the on the offensive side of the ball. And like you said, their defense with Leslie Frazier and McDermott, they, they do a good job on the defensive side. Now, Baltimore lost a lot of good players in this occasion. Oh. To ACL. Uh, oh, three, three, their top three running backs, Marcus Peters. You know, then they have Nick Boyle. He went on injured reserve. I mean, uh, they, they don't have anything left on offense. I don't know where they're going to, and they got to go to, they got to go play the Vegas Raiders. Over there. I know, I know. Yeah, that, that's going to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. Yeah, but but, but again, it's like I, it's like the, 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 the I just think right now the AFC has such a big advantage over the NFC because you got so many mm-hmm. good playoff caliber teams in the AFC with good young quarterbacks, and you don't have that in the NFC. No, you don't right now. Well, the AFC's been picking in the top ten of the draft. Yeah, that's man. true. Good point. <laughs> that's hey. why you get the better pick of the quarterback. Yeah, I know. Hey, JB, <laughs> thank you for the phone call. All right, Mr. Clayton. Have a good one. We'll talk next week. All right, sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show. Let's go to Raider Jim. Hey, Jim, how are you? Good morning, John. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Doing fine, sir. So did you uh, did you happen to see the announcement the Raiders made uh, earlier this week about vaccination staff? 
I, I, I think I mentioned, but what, yeah, go ahead, uh, go, go over it. Well, um, you know, there were a few notable holdouts. There was Denzel Perryman, who right. just acquired, and then there was Jalen Richard, the third down back, who's out of the backfield very good and can pick up blitzes and stuff. But they were two high-profile holdouts, and uh, it looks as though the Raiders now can report 100% on uh, for vaccinations of, of, of not only staff but also players which is mm-hmm. great now the seahawks didn't they've been that way for a while right yeah i think uh you know at one point there was only like two players in the 90-man roster that hadn't uh tested had their vaccination and so uh you know i think there may be one or two right now but i think they're in good shape okay well, it's just good to see the Raiders. I mean, you know, look, the ever-famous rule-breaking silver and black team mm-hmm. can get to 100%, you know, with regard to their vaccination rates. And maybe others will now get their vaccine too, John. Yeah, I mean, but uh, there's still too many that don't have vaccinations. And you can see there's going to be a problem because of that. I mean, I still look at the uh, COVID list and see how long it is. And, you know, each day there's somebody. I think what uh, Thursday was like the first day that they didn't have anybody new added to the COVID list. But uh, it's like, you know, why would you avoid the vaccination if you're in the National Football League? Yeah. I just don't understand it. Um, it's a microcosm of the nation, though. Let's yeah, that's it. true. And uh, and that, that's unfortunate, too. Um, so, Monday Night Football, the Raider Nation will finally be in full board display mm-hmm. in the Death Star against the Ravens, John. There you go. <laughs> and, and again, and, uh, I, I mean, boy, can you play? I mean, it's like, you know, Seattle catches the Colts at the right time, you know, because, you know, they don't have, they're down two left tackles. You know, they've got, you know, Carson Wentz, with only four practices going out there, you know, no, no T.Y. Hilton, you know, no Xavier Rhodes and all that. So they catch them at a good time. But how about catching uh, Baltimore down oh, yeah. their top three running backs, you know, Marcus mm-hmm. Peters and mm-hmm. uh, no Nick Boyle at tight end? Well, that's right. And, I, you know, I think anyone that's competitive wants to compete against the best. And then when your opponent is uh, disabled or if your opponent is injured mm-hmm. or if you're not – you're not uh, able to compete as well as you could with a full force and effect of your team. No, no competitor wants to do that. No, no. And and I want to see the Ravens in full display, like they can, like, like everybody else knows them, to see how the Raiders compete. I mean, I, I want to see that, and it's really a, a shame to see that. And Marcus Peters, especially, given the fact that he is that heart and soul of that defense, John. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's their best cornerback. I mean, he's a Pro Bowl caliber guy, and now he's. He's going to be out for the season with a torn ACL. Yeah, I, I don't. I've never. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen a team lose their top three running backs, a cornerback like that, like them. I've never seen that. Wow. Huh. Well, it was good to see that they picked up Latavius Murray off the mm-hmm. waiver wire. Uh, you know, Latavius Murray started off as a, you know on the practice squad with the Raiders, and then uh, and then when free agency hit, uh, the the Vikings got him, and then he ended up in. And with the Saints, and now he's with the Ravens, and that might be a good fit for him, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But again, it's like uh, it's not going to be the same. I mean, here's a team that wants to be the most running team in football, and they're down their top three running backs, and they're picking up guys off the street that are older. Is that right. going to work? And and, no. and does Murray really fit the type of running back that they like? Well, John Harbaugh said so in a, in, in a clip I read earlier this morning. He seems to think he'll fit just mm-hmm. fine. I just think putting the burden on Lamar Jackson that way is not going to be fun. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. 
John, I had a discussion with my John, uh, my, with my son earlier this week about, well, who do you consider the best safeties are in the NFL? And, you know, just off the top of your head, who do you think? Well, I mean, you have to include, I mean, uh, Jamal Adams, even though he doesn't get great ratings by pro football focus, I mean, right. he just got $17.5 million. Then, I mean, right. you got Buda Baker. I think right. you, you got uh, Justin Simmons, uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Jackson in Chicago. There's uh-huh. a lot of good safeties out there. I agree. I agree. I'm surprised at PFF's rating of, of, of Adams at number 10. Yeah. I mean, they, now Justin Simmons, number one out of Denver. Uh, Harrison Smith, by the way, who's been a workhorse for Minnesota, yeah. and he just got a big contract, and good for him. Uh, and then John Johnson out of Cleveland. I don't know much about him. I mean, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking, okay, there's Simmons, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Jamal Adams in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, Derwin James has always been injured. Uh, and so he's got a lot of potential, but he's got to play a full season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just really surprised. I mean, I don't look, I don't follow the Seahawks as, as much as your audience does, obviously. But, you know, I, I, I know a little bit about it vicariously just for living here. And I'm just surprised that Jamal Adams is not higher on the list, man. That guy's a player, John. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's exciting to watch, too. I mean, I think I've told you and your audience uh, um, previously that, you know, when when he was with the Jets, he blew up the Raiders. I mean, mm-hmm. he, was a, he was a one-man wrecking crew. And he's uh, just a dynamic player. Right. And those kind of players are transcendent. You don't get those kind of players very often. You know, and then historically, I mean, to me, in my mind, there's always been Ronnie Lott. There was Ed Reed. I mean, there was Paul Krause back in the day, too. I mean, those guys were great players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I forget, who was the guy that used to play for the for the, the Detroit Lions? And he was a good safety. I forget his name. Was it? No, it was Len Barney. I'm confusing. Yeah, Len Barney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so John, who do you think? Do you think the Raiders are going to pull it out on Monday night? I, you know, honestly, you know, again, I'm not. You you know me. It's like I don't think the Raiders are a playoff team, <clears throat> and they're taking on a team that I thought was the fourth or fifth best in the AFC. But I think you know, the way things are with the running game and the injuries and stuff like that, they should be able to win. I think you're right. Uh, I think they're going to be hard pressed not to win with that crowd. They, mm-hmm. you know, they're saying it's awfully loud, and they were only having partial. Partial crowds for the preseason game. I mean, Seahawks would know that, but it's loud in there. Oh and yeah. Now with the, now with being sold out, I mean, and it's going to be on national television, of course. I mean, heck, I'm really looking forward to it, John. I know you got you got to feel good about this one because all of a sudden it goes in the favor of the Raiders, and you've got to like that. And you know, the Raiders, you know, they 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 need to win because right now they don't want to finish fourth in the AFC West. Oh no, not at all. We can't do that. We can't do that. No, I don't think that's going to happen. No, we'll see. I mean, because I think the I think the Broncos and the Chargers are playoff caliber teams. Oh, John, <laughs> I, I, the Chargers are the Chargers, right, and we'll you know Denver. Come on now, that you know I know Bridgewater can play. I mean, mm-hmm. he's adequate, but and that defense is good. Yeah, but that does not make a playoff team, John. Uh, I think it might. I, I okay. Really, okay. Hey, Raider Jim, thank you for the phone call. Okay, John, take care. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Jeff in Atlanta. Hey, Jeff. Hey, John, thanks for taking my call. Wanted to give a quick shout-out to Matt Nelson running the board. The board officer like the offensive line mm-hmm. of radio. No doubt. Hey, you never notice them unless there's a mistake. So always appreciate what he does. And you're just talking about Indy a little bit. And I saw they signed Naheem Hines to an extension. Yeah. I thought it was close to six million a year. Six point two million, six point two million a year. Three years, eighteen point six. Doesn't that seem crazy for a third down running back? 
yeah. I mean, because right now, I mean, he's the highest non-paid starter in the league. Right, and I mean, you're going to have to pay Jonathan Taylor at some point, and mm-hmm. you'd think that's not going to make well, him too again, happy. Like you he got, doesn't want a lot of money. You got, you got, I mean, it's the second year of his contract. You can't pay him until the fourth year. So it's like, you know, that that's coming down the line. But, yeah, I found that real, real strange. And do you see him playing more this year, or it's just something where they value him a lot in his role? Uh, obviously, they value him whatever because they paid him $6.2 million a year. I mean, he's making more than right, Chris Carson. A... Yeah, he's making more than Chris Carson. That's what I was thinking. Is that was even more? That's crazy. As a backup mm-hmm. running back in uh, in Arizona, they've got John Connor and uh, or James Connor and Chase Edmonds. Who do you think is going to get more carries this year? Uh, I would think that uh, Chase Edmonds right now, but uh, you know, I, I I have no idea why they didn't keep Kenyon Drake because Kenyon Drake looked good in that offense. And he ends up going to the right, Raiders. He did, yeah. yeah, he went to the Raiders for five point five million a year on a two year deal. I, I didn't understand that. No, and then they end up paying Connor not much no, less than no, that. No. And he's gonna be their backup. In Miami, do you think Miles Gaskin's gonna get the majority of the carries? Mm, I mean, not really. I think you know, he may start out getting the majority of the carries, but I think it's eventually gonna change. But I don't think they have enough at the running back position. Do you think it's going to change to be more Malcolm Brown or? No, it's like I don't know who they're going. To, I mean, uh, at some point they may have to look to get somebody. Look into trade, huh? Yeah. And do you think the Texans will stick with their running backs? Or do you think they're going to try to trade them as soon the as Texans they can? Have, Texans have no idea what they're doing. I mean, it's like with uh, anything. Anything. I mean, it's like you know they keep on trading players, letting players go, signing. Yeah, it's like I have no idea. I, I think they're the worst run franchise right now in sports. You know, here I mean, here oh. they have Deshaun Watson, and he's end up ending up uh, being inactive at ten point four million a year, ten point four million dollars this right, year. Right, but there's no trade market for him right no, now either. I agree. No, I thought well, it's just a trade market so. for him, but not at three number ones and uh, two number twos. Right, nothing near what they would no. look or hope to get. Mm-hmm. Now they're probably regretting not trading him in that Larry Tunzel deal. I mean, that could have worked out really well when they made that deal with Miami. Yeah, agreed. Crazy. I mean, it's like, uh, but they have no idea what they're doing. What is, the Ravens, I know you were talking about it a little bit and not sure if Latavius Murray will be a full-time back or Tyson Williams. Do you think either of them could take on that role? Well, I mean, right now they got, they, got Murray, they got Murray on the active roster, Le'Veon Bell on the practice squad, and I think they got Devontae Freeman on the practice squad. So it's like, uh, you know, those are the, the main options. But uh, I, I think it's very shaky right now where they are because, I mean, you know, again, I don't know if those backs fit the running backs that they need for that offense. And you're talking about, you know, the most active running offense in football, and you're down to top three running backs. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Right. So, I mean, at least for a few weeks, they're going to have to go with Tyson Williams just because yeah. he's been on the team through training camp and knows the playbook. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 I mean they're, they're going to try to run the ball thirty times a game. So I mean, someone's going to have to carry it for him. Exactly, but can it? I mean, somebody's going to carry it for him, but it's like it's going to be more than four yards a carry. Questionable. Right? Do you think Cam Newton would be a good fit as a backup no, there? No. Just offensively? No. 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 I mean, uh, he's just not fast enough to run the system anymore. I I, don't, I mean, he can't get the ball downfield. 
Well, Lamar Jackson struggles getting the ball downfield, too. Yeah, that's true. But, again, it's like he's got the arm to be able to do it. It's just that uh, he's not been effective enough in doing it. But the question right now with Newton is that and, – and, again, the statement he made yesterday – uh, coming back and saying, well, you know, it's like I got let go because my aura was going to negatively affect uh, Mac Jones. I mean, it's like, okay, well, if you go to a team as a backup, your aura is still going to be there. How's that going to affect the starting quarterback? I mean, it's like crazy. Yeah, and, and John, down here in Atlanta, I've been hoping for some optimism for people mm-hmm. who are Falcons fans down here. I'm still a Seahawks fan from yeah. Seattle originally. But I just think they're going to be one of the worst teams. I mean, other than a couple of offensive playmakers, they just mm-hmm. don't have anything. Nothing no. like running back or on defense. No, I agree. I mean, it's like uh, people are trying to slowly hype them up, and I don't buy it. I mean, yeah, they got Matt Ryan at quarterback, but they just don't have much else. Hey, thank you for the phone call. Thanks, John. All right, Jeff. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Ed in Denver. Hey, Ed. Morning, Jason. How are you? Good. How are you? It was good. I mean, Pat was able to get some crawfish chowder, a Caesar salad, and she liked that. Wow, fantastic! Was this a night out, or is this an order in? No, we always we always go out because again, you know, it's like uh, we get food to her each night here, and that's six nights a week. But Friday nights, Friday night date night, so we go out on Friday night. Fantastic! You're both vaccinated, I assume. That is correct. Yes, I mean, uh, you know, it's like, and you know, Friday night date nights goes. It, we we've done this now for like thirty four years. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, getting to the vaccination status, so Newton's not vaccinated. Is that his deal and his aura and all that? I think it's a problem. I mean, you know, you go back last year and, you know, he got a positive test and he was negatively affected for many, many weeks, for about four weeks after that. And so now this year he comes back and uh, doesn't get vaccinated. Uh, he had, you know, it's like now we find out basically in this, uh, the crazy comments that he made yesterday that uh, he needed to get a second checkup on a Liz Frank injury. It's like, you know, there's training camp going on and you're in a position you were fighting for a comp- uh, starting job. You're going to fly out of town and go get a uh, Liz Frank checkup. What are you talking about? What are you doing? Yeah, very odd. Yeah, very strange. Well, I'm looking for. Looking forward to the CX first game tomorrow night, mm-hmm. tomorrow day, I guess. Um, I'm hoping we don't see the same old Seahawks and hoping we don't see the slow starts, the third and long, yeah, the ball yeah. starts, the unforced errors. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to see that because, again, it's, ball, it's, it's, a, it's well, they need to run the ball. I mean, that's the, that's the one thing that's, I think, even more important. I mean, last year there's 60-40 passing the ball with the less Russ Cook thing, and they end up getting more interceptions than they needed, and they can't do that. Agreed. But, uh, you know, despite how much they want to run the ball, you know, at times they're extremely effective at it. And not well, again, it's like you, 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 got, you got the Rams offense, right? It's the Rams 49ers offense, and that tends to run the ball more. You got a little bit more too tight end out there, and 
you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. But overall, I think that, uh, you know, th- th- this, this is going to be a better offense because the big thing is he's going to get rid of the ball quicker. Yep, I hope you're right. Um, we'll see. Mm-hmm. How do you see it uh, sorting out in terms of the defense? I mean, this team has the possibility to be extremely good. I agree. But uh, I think the, the question marks clearly at quarterback, um, they certainly have won a lot of people in and out over the last four weeks. Uh, how do you think it has settled out? And I think it'll be fine. Sydney Jones. Yeah, well, we'll see where Sidney fits in because right now, I mean, I don't see a spot where he's on the field because they're going to take Ugo Amati or Marquise Blair, and that's going to be the uh, you know the slot cornerback. And then uh, you know, I think at the moment, like Sidney fits in as a right cornerback backup, and also a guy that uh, is probably the fourth cornerback. Right. Is Sidney Jones as good as King on uh, Green Bay? That's sort of from a similar mold. Mm, I, I, th- I think it's a good comparison because, again, King hasn't lived up to expectations as a second-round pick. You know, and Sidney hasn't lived up to his expectations in, in the two teams that he's been with. But, uh, you know, he, he's talented. And, again, sometimes what happens is that you get in this system and you become a better cornerback. And we'll see, he just got into this system a couple weeks ago, but I think that it's it's a good fit and a good challenge, and I think the fact that they were aggressive in trying to get, you know, cornerback acquisitions is good, and now it's a matter of, okay, let's sort this all out. Now, we'll see today if they're going to keep, the, what, six cornerbacks that they have, uh, or are they going to make, you know, adjustment as far as the roster, because, again, this is the final day before you have the start of the regular season, and, uh, you know, this is the final waiver wire day because, uh, again, you know, guys that have been vested veterans have guaranteed contracts. Yeah, I really would like to see him make it. And make yeah, I do too. Uh, yeah. Possibility is there. Uh, I, I wish I had. Yeah, he's uh, good enough to be a starter. Like the thing is, he's good enough to be a starter, and that uh, that's encouraging. Absolutely. Where do the Seahawks fit with salary cap now with all these moves? They're about, say, they're about $16, $17 million because, you know, with the deals that they did as far as uh, Quandre Diggs and Dwayne Brown, they cleared up over $5 million. So cap-wise, they're in great shape. Hmm. That has to be in the top 10 in terms of cap space. Well, I, 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 you say that, and I would tend to agree in most years but, I mean, there's been about 16, 17 deals that have been done that opened up cap space. I mean, there's even more being done today that uh, you're getting replacement deals. And so it's like, uh, I mean, there's more cap room right now, even though it's $18.25 million because, you know, teams are basically, you know, reaching into next year to get cap room this year. Right. Uh, along those lines, the deal with Naheem Hines, I didn't know that that had happened Um I drafted him late rounds, you know, mm-hmm. as kind of a backup running back in my fantasy league. Right. One of them. Um, he can be an extremely valuable fantasy player uh, if you know which games he's going to be useful in. He's mm-hmm. definitely hot and cold, but he definitely has periods of being very hot. Right. Yeah, so it's like... Uh, I wonder it... if tomorrow's going to be one of those days. I hope not, but... Well, the big thing is, is that uh, you know he's still their third best running back, and he just paid him six point two million dollars. I found that a little bit strange. Yeah, it's very odd. How do you think the Colts 
manage their salary cap in general. They, they do and a good job. I mean, Chris Ballard's one of the best GMs in football. So I think they do a really good job. Uh, and, you know, he wants to take care of his own. Himes is his own. And so he did. And so now what I, you kind of wonder, are they going to trade Marlon Mack? Because, you know, Mack's their backup right now. And he's a good one. I mean, he's coming off an ACL injury. And so, uh, you know, how that fits, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I think that, you know, they, they look pretty good. Hey, Ed, th- thank you so much. All right, John. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Dalton in Seattle. Hey, Dalton. Hey, how's it going, John? Good, how are you? Doing all right. Big fan of your show, big fan of Oh, thank commercials. you. <laughs> um, I just had a couple quick uh, points. Uh, I'm going yeah. over a talk here. Uh, I'm a Broncos fan living in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's tough. But uh, <laughs> what, um, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Broncos this year. They've got a great defense, yeah. you know, and, they bolstered their cornerback position um, in, the, in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it seemed like these last couple of years, we were just a quarterback away from, you know, being being relevant. Uh, I know we got the Chiefs in our division, but you look back, we played the best out of pretty much any team, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they got the chance to really do something this year. I do, too. I, I mean, okay. I, I look at them as a, a playoff caliber team. I mean, they got the best secondary in the league. They got three great wide receivers, two really good running backs. I think Bridgewater will be okay. Their offensive line's not bad. Their defense, I think, is going to be really good. And it's like, uh, I think people are sleeping on them. Yeah, totally. Um, One player that I'm going to be watching this year just because of uh, how the draft moved this year and Broncos passing on uh, uh, Justin Fields, I'll be watching him. When do you think he'll... uh, He'll get a chance. Now, who, who's that again? Justin Fields. When do, when do you think he'll get a chance to uh, to uh, be the starter? I hope I hope it's not early because again they're so bad at the tackle position, and uh, you know it's like you know you got you know Jason Peters on one side, Elijah Wilkinson on the other side. Wilkinson being a former undrafted player, they're just so bad at tackle and they're not great on the interior offensive line. So it's like I mean if, if you put Justin Fields out there. You know who wants to be like Russell Wilson and run around and try to you know break away and make plays. I think it's going to be very very difficult, and I think he's going to end up being sacked. Because remember, it's like you know Wilson ends up uh, like at 2.97 seconds as far as the time released on the pass, where it's 2.9 second, 9.5 seconds with Fields. And so I think that the earlier you put him out, the worse it's going to be. When having a, a mobile quarterback maybe help them out a little bit more, you know. It, well, it helps, but also, too, it's like you have a mobile quarterback, and if he's not protected, he's going to get sacked. Yeah, he's going to make yeah. mistakes. I mean, simple as that. It's like, uh, you know, you have to have a combination of good blocking. And, I mean, everybody's getting the mobile quarterback. I mean, that seems to be the trend in the league. I mean, you accept that. But ultimately, it's like, okay, is that necessarily going to work? Hey, thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710-ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710-ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, John. How you doing? Good, how are you? Good. How was date night last night? It was good. Good, good. Hey, John, this weekend, are you staying in town or are you going to go out to any games? No, staying in town. Oh, okay. 
Hey, John, I'm very glad that the Steelers signed T.J. Watt. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> they had to sign him, boy. And they, they made an exception because, again, they don't like to give future guarantees, but they gave two years of future guarantees, and they guaranteed him, believe it or not, $80 million over the first three years upon signing. Yeah, he's every, he's worth every penny of it. He's like his brother, J.J. Mm-hmm. He's got a high motor. Agreed. Hey, John, I know a lot of people are picking the bills in this game. Uh, the way I look at it, if the Steeler defense comes to play and keep it close in the fourth, I think we can win this game. They can because I think that uh, <clears throat> but I, my, my big thing is I, I just don't know about the offensive line. Yeah, that, that, that concerns me a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, five new starters, two rookies included in the group. The thing, another thing what I'm concerned about is Ben. Sometimes Ben has a tendency to force things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or throw in the double coverage. I don't want to see that Sunday. No, no, I agree. He, he has a tendency to do that. And another thing, I think if they put heat on Josh Allen, he's another one. He likes to throw that ball up. He's a gunslinger. He is. He's a gunslinger. So once you put pressure on someone like that, he has a tendency to throw the ball up. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking if that, that defensive line comes to play, I think we can win this game, John. Yeah, it's, I mean, again, they're a good team. <laughs> and um, I, mean, I think it's going to be tough because I think the Bills are a better team. But like anything else, that's why you play the game. I mean, hey, the Cowboys almost beat the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though Tampa Bay has the better team. Yeah. So it's like uh, that's why you play the game. Yeah, and also the Cowboys had a lot of drops. Yeah, they did. I mean, Boy, didn't, didn't Dak look good? He looked good. He looked really oh, good. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I hope he plays I just like think this I just next. think they they passed the ball too much. Yeah, they 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 kind of abandoned the running game a lot. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's not good because if moving forward they can't continue to do that. No, agreed. Because what's going to happen? These defensive coordinators going to look at the game field. Mm-hmm. They're going to figure it out. Agreed. Well, so, and, uh, and and what the thing is, and I think that in many ways teams have figured it out because you know in the last five games, the last five starts for Dak Prescott, he's averaged like fifty-two passes a game, and they're one and four. Hey John, I got a question. Do you are you sold on Mark McCarthy? Was that am I? Yeah, I mean oh. he, he's a Pittsburgh guy, and so yeah, he's a Pittsburgh guy. But are you sold on him for the Cowboy job? Uh, I'm sold on him. I'm not sold on him necessarily for the Cowboy job. Yeah, there's something about him mm-hmm. I, I just don't like his philosophy. I don't know. Jerry Jones should have went out and got someone else. Just you know. Yeah, but who? <laughs> Maybe should have went out for a college coach. Oh no, that's no, a, no. I mean, they, they they did that with Barry Switzer. How'd that work out? Yeah, yeah, but Barry Switzer was a puppet. Well, but uh, that's what, I mean, it's like, and, you know, if they hire a college coach, that college coach is going to be a puppet. Hey, thank you for the phone call, Mike. All right, John. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Irish Menke. Hello, Mr. Clayton. How are you? Oh, fantastic. On this very special Memorial Day, I do have a feel-good story for you. And that, what is that? That is Lieutenant Commander Tommy Smith, mm-hmm. plays tight end for Vanderbilt. He is a 32-year-old naval officer going back to school and is on the football team for them. Okay. How Fantastic. about that? He spent two years at Notre Dame as a walk-on. Right. Went into the military service, did three tours of duty in Afghanistan as a bomb specialist. Uh-huh. Came out, has a wife and two kids, and uh, went back to college to uh, get an MBA, but also had a year of eligibility left to play football. And how old is he? 
32 years old. Wow, that's amazing. It's it's the yeah it came out of the stories out of the Tennessean Vanderbilt's in Tennessee right and, and uh, yeah and uh, although you know he he says hey I'm just happy to be playing football for the mm-hmm. year contributing what I can he doesn't expect to play much but right. he's there he practices That's he's great. on the team uh-huh. yeah and they'll play him. Oh, Mr. Clayton, how about that Florida State Notre Dame game? That was a that was a really good game. That was I mean, that, 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 that game. That game was kind of like the Tampa Absolutely. Bay Tampa Bay For Dallas game. Game of the year game. It was mm-hmm. the best one uh, that whole week, no doubt about it. It was good. So the Irish play uh, Toledo today. Okay. Uh, they are uh, uh, co- to Coach Kelly. Uh, they are a dangerous team, and they are. A couple years ago, they beat BYU. Okay. They have an outstanding offensive line. They run a two-quarterback system, and both quarterbacks can play. It, this is one of those uh, be careful, don't take them for granted games. Now, it is on Peacock, okay. NBC's streaming service. But not on NBC, right? No, no, not today. It's, okay. it's on NBC's streaming service, which is Peacock. Okay. And it's cheap. You can watch the game for five bucks on on your computer. So it, it's going to be a great and, and also one other thing, real quick, and then uh, we'll uh, let you go. Okay. And hope you enjoy a wonderful day. Uh, the idea is uh, that uh, they uh, will uh, have a special uh, preview. Uh, uh, 9/11 show before the actual game. Okay. So so uh, the ga- the business starts at 10:30 today. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the game actually starting at I believe 11:30. Okay. But uh, you better watch the Irish, Mr. Clayton. Oh, I think I'm going to miss this one. All right, Mr. Clayton, you have a great day. Go great. Irish. Thank you. 866-979-ESPN. 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show. 710 ESPN Seattle.